Hey guys, it's Ezra. I just want to tell you something that you might not be aware of. You know that tank that you have behind your toilet? Well, in that tank, you have about two gallons of good, potable drinking water that we use to flush our waste. Now, don't you think that in today's day and age, we should probably hold on to that amazing resource and not keep wasting it with every flush? Well, that's why I use Y-Flush. Y-Flush is a spray that will allow me to neutralize my urine so that every time I go in and do number one, I don't have to flush two gallons of good drinking water with every urination. So what I do is I squirt Y-Flush into the bowl, it neutralizes the urine, and I'm saving the water. I think you guys should do that too. So go to YFlush.com, get yourself a few bottles, put them around the house in every bathroom that you have, and save the planet. Tita, do you remember um, when we were speaking with Detective Phelps? Um, do you remember his level of frustration? I know. And it sounded so genuine and heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, I thought that cops were like stony, careless, can't care sorts. But well, we know that he was they really can. serious. It just feels to me like the, the exposure that we get with uh, law enforcement is that they're just, you know, trying to ride out their years until they get that pension and that uh, get that dental insurance because that sounded really sweet but he's it does sound like he is actually affected by his job more than I thought also of note the way he brought up something that you and I have discussed before which is the idea that of course remarkables can't be left to deal with their own Squabbles. I mean, if Richter and Turbine were to get into an argument, imagine the repercussions for all of us. I mean, I, I would think that a man as strong and as tall and powerful, imposing as Detective Phelps was when, when I had him here, I would think that he would feel so small. And no matter how much he could gather all of his might, it would do nothing compared to those two. Richter and Turbine could squash him. I I agree, Ezra. I mean, he talks about command presence, but let's face it. I mean, when I walk into a room, I know in my own heart I'm only 4'11", no matter how big I, depend, I pretend to be. And on some level, he has to know that he is diminished immediately upon entering a situation with a remarkable. Tita, I'm happy to announce our contest winner. Oh, finally. I know, finally. And uh, it comes from a Instagram user, lowercase b underscore taco underscore. And you did have the correct answer of a, it was 11 inches, the average length of a cape um, for an action figure. So thank you so much for paying such close attention and doing your research, B taco, or I'm sorry, B underscore taco underscore. Uh, you came in number one, which means you not only get a remarkable T-shirt, you also get to sit in during one of our podcasts live in studio where both Tita and I will be present. So congratulations. I hope you received that email. And we're going to start up another contest again. We had a lot of fun with it. We hope you guys did too. Well, a remarkable thing happened. Greater than man. Greater than man. Remarkable.
Welcome to The Remarkables, where we meet and talk to the remarkable people that live and work in the world of The Remarkables. It's been a phenomenal week, and I just wanted to check in with you, Tita, about something that's been popping up, at least in my uh, in my news reading and research this week. Um, and I wanted to ask you about this specifically because of your background um, as an athlete, and that is all this scare about the Zika virus and it happening in Brazil and all of the athletes going there and... I mean, you've been in an Olympic Village before, right? I have, actually. I, I know. And I, I'm curious to know, how, what would you be doing right now, knowing that you were going to be competing? And here you are, all of these international athletes and this threat of this virus that can jump around with mosquitoes. Well, first of all, the only people who even have to worry about it are the Russian swimmers, because obviously everybody knows that historically they make them pregnant so that they have super hormones and they swim faster. Is that, is that and known? And really, people that. most at risk are the ones who are pregnant. So, I mean, really, no babies over here. Right. Let's go to Brazil. Well, is there a lot of baby making in the athletic village? There's a lot of sex going on, right? Like, let's say you compete oh, early on in the Olympics. Point. You compete early on in the Olympics. You're done. Your event is over. Aren't you going to screw for like the next 10 days? You'd be like, look at all these hot bodies. I think that every time I watch the Olympics, I'm like, I would hit them. Yeah. I mean, bo peak bodies. Good point. Everybody's Good all point. amped up. And now they want to celebrate because all that hard training is finished. You just want to get your nut. Wouldn't you? Come on. You would. That is actually a genius point. Yeah, no, but you're not telling me what it was like for you as an athlete. Wouldn't you want to have sex? Maybe the IOC will come out and like ban sex. You are always deflecting my personal questions about your sexual activity. God damn it. Why do you do that? I'm shy, every... Ezra. You're I'm shy. shy? It's just us. We're just talking to each other now. Yeah. I don't even want to talk to myself about that. Should I get a man bun? Should I grow my hair out for a man bun? Um, that depends on what your end goal is, Ezra. Because obviously, it can look super masculine if you're also like, seven plus feet tall and bulging with muscles everywhere you know like a remarkable otherwise it's really just you're gonna look like a douche all right well i'm six one and i look like a douche without it so i don't know i might try it it looks pretty cool i see it on like all the different yeah, perfume those are distinctly normal human measurements i think you should steer clear but that's just that's i just did get a haircut after what you told me last week i got my hair all of them cut I look real sharp. Oh, did you go to that? Did you go to that place you were telling me about? I went to Floyd's Barbershop. Floyd's Barbershop is yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a gift card from it, so yes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, hair grows. What can they really do wrong that you know, life and time can't fix? That's right. Hair is like life and time; it grows. Oh no. Um. All right, Tita. Well, we have a uh, a guest in our midst. midst. It is uh, Officer Elliot Phelps. Detective. I'm sorry. Detective. Whenever I see a badge, I always just go with officer right away because it's a knee-jerk reaction to behaving properly. And then I feel like I do it incorrectly because I got the title wrong. I feel like you should arrest me. 
no, no arrest needed. Uh, it's a common mistake, but I've, I've earned the uh, the title of detective, so I'd like to be properly introduced as uh, a detective. Now, I, I am not. I steer clear from any law enforcement involvement. Is it just that you are an officer for a certain amount of time, and then you're just sort of like level up and become detective, or is there like a certain um, I don't know, trial that you go through that elevates you like a sort of a, a soldier and he led his, you know, the other group of soldiers through a battle and he was the winner. So we'll give him a medal. Well, with my department, and it's a promotional process. And part of the process is that you have to take a test and then an oral interview. Um, it is good for you to have a resume. In which <gasps> I, I'm done. sorry to interrupt, what? Detective. Did you say oral interview? Yes, I did, ma'am. Oh, well, I mean, obviously they made you a detective. Ezra, can, are you listening to him? I mean, geez. I think she's commenting on the the sound of your voice, the deep tones of your voice. Detective. Oh, okay. I, I thought maybe she was well, She's about a bit else. of an audiophile. So anything that has to do with voices and she likes her own voice. She also likes to collect sounds. Whenever we travel, she brings a sound machine with her mm-hmm. that has a minimum of 16 different options. Oh, that's, um, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she's um, spiritual in the way that sound waves connect her to uh, a feeling of elevation. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's kind of like a sound investigator, sound collector. Yes, she. In a way, she's a sound collector. Are there sound investigators on the on the force? Well, part of our our crime scene analysis detail, we do have. Uh, individuals that are experts in you know audio in which they analyze voices sounds to help us in our investigations fascinating now there must be with some of the crimes that have gone on in our city and just around our country there must have been some form of um sound as a weapon a force of destruction with the the power of sound waves not by uh police officers or detectives or humans, but there are some of those uh, remarkables that have that capability. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I would love to know more about that uh, in a moment, uh, Detective Phelps. But before you talk about any, anything regarding what's happening today, mm-hmm. would you mind telling us how you became involved in law enforcement? Well, uh, as a child, I was always... Uh, impressed by the uniform uh and uh it was either that or or being a fireman <laughs> you and me both <laughs> easy tita <laughs> i mean oh, you're geez. making me blush and you're not even flirting with me <laughs> and i don't know um it's, it's are you mar- are you married detective uh yes i am children it, yes I tita it's commonplace, it, it, you know, because of the uniform, because of the stat, status and power, you know, we have what we call badge bunnies, uh, you know, really? that, that, that uh, are drawn to the uniform for varying reasons. <laughs> oh, see, now I sometimes I'll go to like a, a voiceover convention mm-hmm. um, and there are uh, fanboys, fangirls that are there and they're, you know, they'd like to meet me. Um, and I just get a very small sample of what that kind of attention is like. You could walk the street. You see these badge bunnies. They're, they're probably in, everywhere. Uh, oh, yeah. Also, Ezra, like the pension of a police officer compared to like a voice actor. I mean, honestly. Yeah, we do have uh, health and dental. Oh, that is sexy. Now I'm going to flirt with you, sir. <laughs> a little bit. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So you were saying. So uh, it was either that or being a fireman. And uh, I went to a couple of fire courses and, and realized that I, I didn't like the heat and that fire has an attitude. And even though if you shoot fire, it, it still will burn you. Ah, but when you shoot people, they die. Well, not necessarily die. That's not our intent. They We, we stop whatever they're doing. But isn't it true that there's been a lot of officer-involved deaths? Just like, I mean, I'm hearing a lot about it. Uh, so are you guys like media. shooting people directly to kill them now? No, we always shoot to stop. You know, the unfortunate thing is that where we have to aim our weapon is uh, center body mass, which has all the vital organs. And, you know, unfortunately... Um, our individual may may succumb to those injuries. I'm a big fan of like police buddy movies. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like shot the floor or shot the air to be like, calm down, you jackass? You know how they do that. <laughs> that's uh, that's movies. But you have uh, we're being racist. Not what? Where? Why? Affect a weird accent. Who me? No, I was in the heat of the moment, but I was just saving the microphone from not. So I was all, calm down. Like, it's my scream voice. Like, you know how Martin Lawrence will be like, calm down, you jacket. Although he wouldn't see, be like, motherfucker. We're not allowed to uh, use profanity when we're giving orders. At least that's what I have to say on, on record. Now, did you always want to be involved in government like that? Well, we don't I mean, look at you were it as a form of for government. Police and fire were your two options. Is that something that you wrote down in like a fifth grade paper? When I grow up, I want to be, or my heroes are the police. I want to. I probably probably did, but I can't remember that far back. Like I said, it was always the infatuation of the uniforms. Mm-hmm. You know, the the big fire truck. But like I said, fire wasn't a thing for me. Um, as I got older and you know, played sports and like the whole team concept and being part of a police department is being part of a team and uh, everybody on the same page trying to do the same thing. Were you ever involved in the military? Never, never. Okay. Do most police officers come out of the military or are they chicken to go? Well, you have a lot of... Uh, military guys that because they're upholding the constitution they they transition into law enforcement because they want to uphold the law right trying to help people do the right thing does it get boring the paperwork does but uh, you know we're, we're always meeting interesting people you know interesting investigations let's talk about the paperwork just for one quick second sure so let's say you pull me over for a traffic violation okay you go to your car and like two hours later, you come back with like a small little order slip, like at a diner filled out with information. Mm-hmm. Does it really take that long to fill out that slip? Like, why am I sitting in my car for two hours waiting for you? Well, usually it's not a full two hours. It's because, you know, anxiety, heart, your heart rates up. You, you're not liking the fact that you're being stopped by a, a law enforcement professional and Probably because of the amount of violations that we have to write on that small slip because of, uh, you know, your car is probably in bad working order, along with your uh, inability or maybe inability to uh, pay attention to traffic laws. Mm. So essentially you're saying in a very small way, you also hold remarkable powers to allow someone like myself feelings of anxiety, time shift. Um, perspiration, uh, you hold that in your control by making me wait. You hold a remarkable power 
on your own right. Uh, I wouldn't call it remarkable. Uh, well, I know that I know that my entire behavior changes when I'm in the presence of a police officer. Well, that's something that we have called command presence. It's nothing quote unquote remarkable. It's how we're trained in our ability to control a situation. Is it possible? Can you confirm or deny that some of the remarkable detectives and officers on the force have perhaps shared their talents with you via what we and our listeners like to call shedding? Well, uh, regarding shedding, um, <clears throat> we have a uh, very strenuous training program and uh, you know, the training that we do, uh, the types of schooling that we we go through as far as being investigators and being law enforcement professionals, we really don't think <laughs> shredding has anything to do with our investigation. Shedding. Shedding. I'm sorry. Has That's anything right. to do with the uh, our investigations. Uh, does it happen? Sometimes. But uh, it, it it's just it's not really important. Oh. It's not important, Tita. This command co- presence. I'm doing air quotes. Command yeah. presence. Yeah. About this command presence, have you uh, experienced it on the other side? Have you had that experience when you're working next to or witnessing or even opposing a remarkable? Not that I'm aware of. Is there um, um, an extra weekend of training, like, for instance, eight hours on a Saturday, followed by six hours on a Sunday. There's no break for lunch, but there's a box lunch of like tuna and bologna sandwiches. And you're forced to, you know, you get a certificate or something at the end of it. Well, when I came on, there wasn't. Uh, we we didn't have to deal with these, uh, those uh, remarkables. Mm-hmm. Um, now we do have uh, different types of training to deal with the different types of remarkable types, people. Um, let's go about this another way. Okay. For example, let's look at the research you and I did this week, Ezra. Yeah, we were busy. And I yeah, did not know. I, mean, I have to be honest. I still don't get it. I mean, we, we, were, we were researching memory. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Because there is that remarkable that has been known to work with police and authority figures. You know, probably know that him as we Echo. call either... Yeah, well, we have Eidard and we have Echo. Yeah. Right? So Eidard being the remarkable, known for his eidetic memory, and Echo, of course, echoic memory. So my question is, Officer, sorry, Detective Phelps, when you've worked with remarkables who just truly have talents possessed by humans, but so few humans that even the humans that have it are remarkable. How, in the presence of that kind of command of sound and memory, do you not just completely fall in line and follow the lead of these remarkable detectives or helpers, if you will? Well, we find them useful as far as being able to assist us in court testimony because of their memory. But outside of that, their investigative skills are limited without our assistance. But it's awe-inspiring memory. I mean, we're talking about people who, when they're human, are, are basically considered autistic. I mean, people do not remember things that well. Like this, for instance, Detective Phelps. Did you see Rain Man? Yes, I did. I did, too. Did you like that movie? It was entertaining. I thought so, too. Short people are very good actors. Yeah. Did you know that? 
Did you know that in that movie, not only Dustin Hoffman, who taps out at 5'10", um, but he's also in that movie with Tom Cruise, who we have a very, very strong feeling is a remarkable. Um, he's a short dude. We're, most short humans have remarkable skills. Most of the remarkables fall under 5'10 or um, smaller. Well, you know, fortunately. And you're a, you're a giant man. Well, we have a height requirement for our department, so. What is your exact height? I'm 6'4". Do you play volleyball? No, I don't. Bass guitar? No, I don't. Okay. Ezra, are you being racist again? Not at I all. I mean, also, can I just point out, Dustin Hoffman yeah. is like 5'6 max, and okay. he's also Jewish, so he doesn't even have to be remarkable. He could just be either of those things and win. Wait a minute. Are, Tita, are you being racist with that comment? I don't know. I mean... Everybody knows Jewish people don't even play bass guitar. Mm, fair enough. Well, I can't be racist. I'm Canadian. You said you're Canadian? Yes, sir. Oh, isn't uh, Getty Lee, bass player for Rush, isn't he uh, Canadian and he's Jewish? Thank you. Yes. First of all, take off. Second, I don't recall Rush being very religious. Are we talking about... You a religion or a people. Yeah, exactly right. Because their fans treat it like it's a religion. Okay. Do you like um, classic rock? Every now and then when I'm in an elevator at the station at Parker Center, we have one. We, we they, they play some some really good stuff, the Eagles. And, and Do you think I could come visit you one day at the station? For what purpose, sir? Never mind. I retract the question. You're right. I have no business being there. November 20th, 2012, um, an event that devastated our city, um, and in particular, your division um, and precinct. Um, of course, I'm talking about the, uh, the metro battle that happened downtown um, that crippled our uh, mass transit system for the remaining two and a half years. And I know that that was right in the heart of your territory i don't know what the division. term is division yes mm -hmm. um it was a yes it was a it was a very uh sad moment you know for our city for our department uh for my unit um it was unfortunate uh the way it happened um you know you have to understand you know even though people in law enforcement are, are perceived as these certain type of robotic individuals. We do care about the people that we serve. We care about the city, you know, that employs us and to see, uh, to see it just, you know, destroyed over something that was, it was a trust situation, you know, um, uh, I, I, along with a lot of other people in law enforcement, you know, trusted these people when they came here. You know, we felt that all of them had good intentions and we opened up our families to them. And, um, you know, uh, my 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 oldest daughter, you know, she she started started fraternizing with them a little bit too much, um, compromising her her values, her morals, the way she was raised. And, uh, you know, you know, the, the thing is, is that, you know, love is a is a very peculiar thing, you know, the, parental love love for 
you know, man and woman relationship, female and remarkable. And, uh, you know, it was a situation in which uh, we didn't understand how remarkable remarkables reacted to love. And so your your city was not only destroyed, but the fabric of your family was also impaired. It's it's being repaired. Mm hmm. Are you in contact with your daughter? Uh, not yet. You know, I'm, I'm still building bridges with my wife again, reestablishing connections. Um, my son, my, my two younger daughters, uh, neighbors, you know, we're, we're recovering, you know, we're, we're taking those steps that are necessary that, that humans do to, um, make things right. Do people blame you because it was your daughter that was the cause of this conflict? Uh, if they do, uh, that's not my problem. Uh, when you walk around the city, do people, I mean, they, they must, they do. Some must still they, recognize you. They've seen my face, you know, in, in the news. Yes. You were in the news for, at least your face was in the news, your whole family. Yes. For a long time. And of course, unfortunately, your daughter was prominently placed. Unfortunately, yes. Mm -hmm. People do recognize Ezra, me. Yes, TV. we talked about this this weekend, and I know of your deep-seated love for the Remarkables, but I have to ask Detective Phelps, when you were dealing with the events of November 20th and it came to the media, and you, you mentioned earlier these Remarkables who put themselves in front of the camera and tell the story, did you feel that more of your daughter's personal life was shared with the media than ought to have been as per the course of a normal investigation where victims or people involved are more protected. Did you feel that the remarkables were the reason that your family was dragged through the mud the way that it is well, to this day? Well, it, it, it's, it's obvious that it, it was, you know, it was their fault. You know, like I said, they don't understand, you know, confidentiality they don't don't understand how we do things here on earth and how we protect each other you know they they just shared things about my daughter that that shouldn't have been shared and that you know in a an official police investigation uh, would have never come out do you feel that the media handled the situation properly no they're vipers uh-huh do you think did they get any of the facts correct they they took a small percentage of the facts and embellished and came up with their own breaking news story. Did they treat you with respect ever? Case in point, uh, you know, there, there was an aspect of uh, what I consider my daughter's abduction um, that would be, based on our rules, considered assault. Um, and, but they don't look at it that way. And they felt that they could share what they did with the world. Um, you know, it's it's a situation where because of my command presence, there were some remarkables that that looked up to me and felt that they should have done something about it. And it resulted in that tragic day. Mm. Do you think the battle at Fifth and Broadway would have happened if someone didn't contact the Patriot or Rayon to come and rescue your daughter? It hasn't been con confirmed that they were contacted. OK, <clears throat> We have heard. It hasn't been confirmed that. If, they okay, were it may not have been confirmed, but the story goes that somebody from your precinct contacted 
Rayon and the Patriot to come and help because your daughter was involved. And whether it was from you or from some other some other partner, past partner, maybe even a supervisor of yours to help you out because they may have seen you in distress, they acted on your behalf to get some help. We're trained to adhere to protocol. And um, if someone goes outside of that protocol, then that's on them. Um, my, <clears throat> my uh, what we call a jacket or reputation, you know, my time on the job is in, has been exemplary and I have never compromised any investigation or compromised any information. Um, so my record speaks, record speaks for itself. Well, Detective Phelps, I, I, I hope this offers some comfort um, that uh, we wish nothing but the best for your family and for the healing and the unity of your family to repair itself, be it with the return of your daughter or in the absence of her. But we, of course, wouldn't want anybody who um, we meet, speak with, and share time with on, on our program to suffer. And we can see that there's still some some deep pain. And uh, we hope that with not too much time passing that that repairs and you go back to enjoying every bit of your family. Thank you. Ezra, how are you doing? I am do I'm doing great. I'm I am. I, 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 you know what, when I was speaking with Detective Phelps, I just, I just feel so fortunate that I'm not doing any of that kind of work. That's, that is not my bag. To I be. mean, we've heard it before. Working closely with Remarkable can be a really charged situation. I know, but it's not even that he's working closely with them. It feels, feels like he's constantly in the mix of them like it feels like he's chia seeds in a protein shake just swirling around and he's none of the things that anyone wants to drink you know what i mean he's the things that you're like "Mm, what's in my mouth like that's what the police is whenever the remarkables are involved but he's like the fiber that holds it together too i mean he's why you drink the shake you know what he is he's not only the fiber but he's also the sustaining energy and that's what we need in this city he's also he's like that little spinny like little metal spinny thing at the bottom that when you shake it back and forth it just whirls it around without it having to be oh i'm using a plastic one now you are i got a really cool plastic one and like that thing's actually kind of like a jacks i don't know doesn't that plastic plastic will give you the cancer though the plastic the cancer plastic I don't the know. one that water bottles seem to think that cancer is a myth, so I'm just going to keep reading. I can't tell you how difficult it was for me to hold back asking if I could do a ride along cuz I mean I I just saw a ride along too and I was like I'm on a ride. Where's my ride along? You know? I, I wanted to ride along. Really do you jealous. get ride along? I have to be Canada? honest. I would have been really jealous. You, uh, um I don't think that we have that here. I can't even tell you. I mean, I love I love the police. The police are really police polite genre. and then they don't want to run in front of us. They don't want to have to like knock No, he doesn't down. have to run for crying out. You know what? He, he doesn't have to run at all. In fact, given his personal story, I think that he would turn like law enforcement vigilante like Charlie Bronson. I don't, he, he doesn't have a mustache, by the way. But I don't think 
that I, I would just sit back. I mean, I would take all of the cues that I have learned from cinema and I would, I would just get my daughter back. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not, it's a bad Liam Neeson, but yeah, I would do it. That's not even his accent. It's a Harrison. I could do Harrison Ford. I know that he went Wait, after, you can? I want my daughter. I mean, it's not good either. <gasps> oh but, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Or I could do, you know, uh, uh, I could do, um, actually, I don't think Arnold Schwarzenegger was ever, other than when he was a cop with Danny DeVito, I don't think he was ever like a real, no, kindergarten cop. Yeah. Like I have to get Ooh. my child back to preschool or I don't know. No, something. no, 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 no. We have to go back to the chopper, right? I don't think so. That's not really good. That wasn't a great one. But, but, but yes, like that. Yes. Uh, I just think, you know, I mean, I know real life is different than the movies, obviously. You told me that. Detective Phelps said it several times. But I just, wa- I just want him to get his daughter back. And This is going to be a really interesting story to keep following, considering we just had this incredible access to one of the people so, like, entwined in it. Do you think I would have made a good, like, ride-along partner? I probably would have. I mean, I'm no Kevin Hart. Oh, uh, I don't know. I think... Oh, obviously. You could go, but you would need someone with you to, you know, keep you from doing those uh, those impressions. Right, right. Yeah, I think, you like know, who? obviously I could I could probably do it. Yeah, you you know what? We should all go together. Let's all ride along. Yeah. Anyway, Tita, this has been another remarkable evening discussing the world of the remarkables. And I'm just amped up to start up a new contest. So Please email me any of your contest suggestions so that we can start up our new contest and there will be a prize for the contest that we pick to be our next contest. Yeah. Also, could you just give people your email again? Because they're forever all over my Twitter and like, seriously, I'm trying to read about like One Direction and stuff. So they're not even Canadian. Yeah, but they're English and we're Commonwealth and they're like pretty, you know, good looking. So. Mm. You need to listen to more Rush first. All right. Thank you so much. And we will catch you on our next remarkable show.